This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on AM 760. (laughs) Wow, old habits die hard. You're you're listening to Garden Talk on The Answer, KCBQ 1170. Uh, I'm Ken Anderson along with uh, Mark Mahady, David Ross, and George Allman. And after that little stumble, we're going to get into the show. So new venue, uh, new station. We're happy to be here, happy to be back. Yeah, this Uh, is great. It's been... uh, too long, how way long? too long. About yeah, six months, eight six months. months. Yeah, I guess March. Well, yeah, early I March was, la- was the last time we were on the air. So it's great to be back. Uh, we'll get used to the new, new surroundings, but I think uh, I think everything's going to go okay. We've been very, very nicely welcomed here, and uh, very it's much nice so. to be in our new home. Yeah. Um, just to give every for the uh, listeners to the answer that aren't familiar with Garden Talk, uh, we are sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery, which is. Celebrating 91 years in business here in San Diego was founded by my grandfather, um, and then taken over by my father. And now I am the president and CEO of the company, and still have a lot of family involved. Um, my sister, my brother-in-law, my nieces, uh, my mom, and my dad. So, yep. so yeah, uh, three, four generations of a uh, nursery business here in San Diego on our side. And then, Mark, you've been with us since. When? 85. 85, that sounds yeah. about right. And David? 89. And I'm, I'm a newcomer. I've been here since 16, 2016. So, oh, okay. Right, right about the time that we brought the show back on the air again. Right. After a 10-year hiatus. Right. So, And for those of you that don't know, uh, the first iteration of the show was from July of 1995 to July of 2005 uh, on the other station. Right. And then took some time off and decided it was time to come back. So. We are happy to happy to be here. When when we realized sleep wasn't important, Saturday mornings it was okay to be up before the sun. Yeah, yep. it was that it was it was a little easier that first iteration. Yeah, bounced back a little, much a little, faster, a little faster on yeah. from Friday nights back then. But uh, at six o'clock in the morning, uh, it comes it, early. It does. Yeah. Well, for the the five o'clock wake up call comes yeah, comes even true. earlier. It seems it, normal to me. Five, five o'clock for you city folk, but those of us who live out in, in, the, the, sticks, sticks, in the sticks, four o'clock came very early this morning. That would. That would. Uh, anyway, so some of the stuff that's been going on since we've been off the air, and we were, we were forced off the air once the, once the pandemic hit, and then the, uh, or right about the time that the pandemic hit, but that was also the time that the, that the station that we were on changed hands. And, and moved, um, and then because of the pandemic, getting us back on the air again became problematic as they were trying to sort out everything that they needed needed to do to make that happen safely. Um, and then it just turned out that that just was not meant to be. But in the business side of it, uh, it's been very interesting, to say the least, to see what has happened to the industry. We had to do things that I, 
I never expected that we a, that we could do or uh, had to do, but we we were able to do it. The nursery and garden industry was deemed essential by the governor of California uh, because of our role in people growing crops and crop maintenance. And that was probably by far where we saw the greatest increase in business. It was right after the pandemic. Everybody decided that they needed to grow their own food yeah. or we, at least we a portion of it. Yes. And we viewed and, it, a lot of folks, uh, sort of a victory garden. People yeah, have true. their own yeah. produce and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, and the um, when this is all said and done, I'm going to have to sit down and look at some of the statistics for the stuff that we sold. But it was it was just absolutely amazing how much in fruits and vegetables, um, Every, soil, soil yeah. amendments, soil fertilizer, amendments. Uh, pots, pots. Even, even even now, pot, pots yeah. are pots are hard to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. very difficult. Mm-hmm. And as the as the pandemic wore on, we started to see problems on the supply side with our suppliers that. We had never seen before. Correct. They were running. They were running out of soil amendments. They were running out of potting soil. They were running out of mulch, bark, all the wood products, ev- yeah. anything made out of anything with wood in it. Yeah. And, and the bags to put them in. And the and the bag. Yeah. They, and then the plastics got backed up, so that the supply of the the lids for some of the products that we sell, they didn't have lids. So, I mean, it just it, it dominoed out. Yeah, right dominoed exactly. And then as it, and also as it went on, as we were our growers like our our vegetable growers they started ship because of the demand they started shipping stuff earlier and earlier and the plants got smaller and smaller yeah uh, they weren't they weren't ready either I no mean. uh our um one of our seed suppliers sold out completely of their 2020 season that was in what march or april? march or april yeah. that they they ran out of, they ran out of seed nationwide in march or april yeah um and we, when they ran out, we weren't expecting we weren't expecting a, a restock of uh, seed for until July. But we're, they actually did it did come in a little bit earlier than yeah. we, we expected, but not a lot. But you could walk down the seed aisle, and there would be hardly anything. In, it was in, unsettling in, for a lot of customers when they came in looking for seeds, and looking for like stuff, anything, right? Yeah. But now those seed racks are completely restocked with the 2021 seed, the freshest that money could buy. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I got a I got a an update from Curtis Jones, who is the uh, is one of the co-founders of was oh, it botanical. Is it botanical, in- is mm-hmm. botanical interest, and he's um, this is what he had to say. I am still convinced that this upcoming season, 2020, 2021 season, we are currently in, will be as good as the twenty twenty season that ended. If anything, I am even more convinced that it will be be as good. <clears throat> Will there be runs on seed? Maybe not quite as many as late as last season, but there were 19 million more gardeners this year. And even though some of those might give up, we believe even more will join the ranks. Botanical interest seed packets were designed for new gardeners. We like to think that we own an information company that also sells seeds. The, this group of new gardeners are young and they crave information. Botanical interest is your seed category partner. We will provide you with the information for your social media um, marketing efforts uh, take advantage. Um, so it was 19 million new gardeners. I know we added thousands I, yeah, of new I, customers yeah, to our I, customer base. I, I didn't think it. No, I always thought people, everybody heard of Walter Anderson's. But it's amazing, it's how, amazing many, how many, how many customers yeah, walk around yeah. and say, this is my first, first time, time here. here. Yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. that a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was a, it's been, it's been very interesting. Um, you know, we had to, we lost, we lost probably about 30% of our staff in each of the stores. Yeah. We around there when, um, that just opted not to work when the whole thing first went down. Um, so that was a big adjustment. So then we had to adjust our hours. We had to close on, we closed on weekends because though, even though those were the two busiest days, they were the two most convenient days as far as keeping the operation going with suppliers, um, and employees. And we were able to concentrate all of our employees during for over five days. Uh, but even at that, it that was, was, it was yeah. a tremendous amount of work to, to keep things going. It will, even only being open five hours a day. I know. It's, uh, we were doing a, a lot of curbside pickup, which was something that we had never, never really, never really done before. Um, but we got that figured out and, and just the number of orders that were coming in for that. Yeah. It was crippling. I mean, it, it was almost have, crippling. Yeah. Cause you we know, just didn't have the staff. Yeah. I mean, and, and phone orders. Uh, it was, it was an amazing adaption that we, that we had to go through, but we're, both of the stores are now back to our regular hours. Uh, Except we decided in we, we decided in Poway that we would stop the um, summer hours Monday six. through Friday. So we're not we're only open nine to five instead of nine to six uh, Monday through Friday. But people seem to have adjusted to that and and don't seem to don't seem to mind it. And even though we are still really busy, uh, things are things are I think starting the, I, to. I actually think to it was more the weather, the heat that maybe. Just yeah, I think yep. we've I think we've leveled off. I think it's yeah. there's a steady flow now as opposed to the mad rushes that we were hearing earlier on. Yeah, and you know we'd have these huge lines um, in yeah, both stores waiting yeah. waiting to check out, and people would look at the lines and it's like, oh my gosh, and we'd have to tell them, you know, well, in order six feet, six feet apart. If you've got twelve people in line, that's a seventy-two foot long line. Yeah. You know, it it it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, and then the way that we, then also the way that we did it, where we have one line feeding all of the cash registers, even though the, it creates a longer line, it's actually the most efficient way to do it. Correct. And people get through it's much also faster the, it's, it's that more, way. It's a lot more fair for folks yeah. <laughs> when you have the single line feeding into the three. Yeah. So that is that's that's another thing that we've. I know we still do that in the we in do the too. San Diego mm-hmm. or in the Poway store and in San Diego also. Another change that was brought about by by the pandemic. Yeah, we're still learning, even though it's it's been a while. But we're I come up with some new ideas every once in a while. But and, and it's it crazy. takes away the guesswork. Should I go in this line or this exactly. line? Exactly. And I always choose wrong, as I know you do oh, too, do, Mark. Yeah. But it's truth. <laughs> now it's just in the order. One of the other things that um, one of the other things that really changed was the amount of fruit trees that we were selling, and it didn't matter whether it was deciduous fruit trees or citrus or avocados. avocados. Yeah. People were buying that. They still are. We we can't we can't keep the stuff in in stock. It's it's amazing. The last group of the last bunch of avocados that we got in, the growers shipped early, and they're 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 the shortest avocados I've ever seen. But people yeah. people are demanding avocados. It's not nice to call them. They're just not as they're not as tall, tall as some of the other yeah. ones. Yes, yeah. please. Uh, beautiful plants, but yes, just, they are. But they were shipped early to, because of the demand. And there's a lot, I see the, I see the citrus availabilities that come through and there's, they're just decimated at the growers. And that's one of the, and you know, people sometimes don't understand why we don't have citrus available or, or why there's other plants that we don't have available. And it's, 
you know, it's not like the growers can go out and just put those things together and ship them to us. It takes years to right. bring a to bring a crop along, and vegetables you, and things that you can do from seed can come along a little more quickly, a little than faster a than a citrus tree and avocado tree. And the others take a season or two or three to get them up to size. Yeah, but uh, that being said, some of the gro- uh, some of the growers that are shipping stuff to us. Some of the stuff that's coming in is just absolutely beautiful. We had those, we had those one gallon Meyer lemons. Yeah. Who, was that Heinz that was yes. growing those? Yeah. Those were tree town. Those were Heinz. gorgeous. Yeah, they were. were really, that was a really nice plant for a, for a one gallon. And yeah, we typically don't carry the citrus no. in the smaller sizes like that. No, not at all. Uh, so that was a real treat. Uh, yeah, we've, we've just had to learn. We've learned a lot. That's, I mean, and we growers have too. And people say you can't teach an old dog exactly. new tricks, but apparently well, you sometimes can. Yeah. Um, container gardens became really popular. Well, everything container. It started yeah. with big boxes and bigger containers and then window boxes or the smart pots, anything that you could grow something in. People are growing, and it's it's really nice to see the citizenry getting up and, and growing their own plants. I, I was raised that way, and, but we've missed some generations that that have not gotten and not embraced that but now they are starting to yeah and also on inside the house house yeah, house plants are yeah our house plants have gotten really big but then again house plants were because of the internet and sales on the internet house plants were were take starting off, yeah. were starting to take off anyway and the the prices that people are getting for or at least asking for stuff on the internet is Insane. Well, insane yeah. You can blame it's a lot insane. of that on Pinterest because we have people come in with a photo and say, I saw this plant in a particular setting in a home and they want it. They see it and they want that, that, that house plant. Yeah. And there, and some of that stuff, we, even house plants, we, there's stuff that we can't staple stuff. Yeah. That stuff we still, that we, that we still, we can't still get. yeah. Stuff oh. that, well, but when did pothos become, I mean, they oh, were always right. popular, but now it's, it's crazy. Well, think of how much pothos you get yeah. for the dollar. True. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you can get there. And they're one of the hardest house plants to, to croak. So it's not a bad Do you have any, start. David? I do. And, and, and it's still, still alive. It's okay. still alive. Let's check it's because kind of that, tr- that would be a good measure to see. And just to tell you how strong they are, I have one in a tray by the window, and it has traveled out of its pot. And it is growing in the pot of the dead plant next to it. It's so there is rooted, a dead, I need a dead plant it's somewhere. It's rooted into <laughs> it, yes, but it is still alive. Uh, pothos? Thank, thank you for asking. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah, pothos. pothos. Yeah. And I've had some, it for years. And some new, some of the new stuff that's come out that has been really, and I think part of it was popular because of the internet was um, the, 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 the dolphin. Oh, the, the dolphin. Yeah. Uh, cute little hanging plant, uh, but and, almost impossible to get. Who would have thought we'd sit here and say, but we got Birkins in. We have the philodendron Birkins in. Yeah. And those are, people are going crazy for them. And Monsteras, people are, it, it, nobody really cared about them no, a, that's, a yeah. year ago. And, and now people now people are clamoring for them. Uh, and they're, they're, they see the stuff on the internet and they come in and try to find it. Uh, I think some of them are probably fairly surprised when they come in and find out that it's really not a $40 plant. It's really more like a $14.99 well, or a... 
yeah. in 1999 plant. We have people coming in and buying our plants to, resell. to go back and resell. I have a oh. had a customer coming down from, from Menifee to pick up Hoyas to go back and sell. Yep. Yeah, it, it happens. I was looking over some of the sales the other day, and they um, every once in a while you'll see something where somebody will buy six or eight of something at one time, which you know they don't need six or eight of the same thing. Need, need. They have friends. I don't need one more fruit tree. Who are you? You're listening to The Answer, San Diego. If you want to give us a call, we would love to talk to you and answer any questions that you might have. 888-344-1170. We'll be back with more Garden Talk right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But and we're back right with more Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ 1170. And David and brought Kate as well. And David decided to snack while... Uh, oh, you can hear it? What? Oh, well, no, you were talking over Ricky Nelson. I can't believe you were talking over Ricky Nelson. Sorry. That's what I was saying. You brought your music with you. I know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, if you're if you're a first-time house plant grower, then I guess Pothos is the plant to go because David can keep one alive. How many years have you had that? Because you're I've like, had it three or four. And you're notorious for letting plants in pots die. And so the fact that it's still alive means that it's relatively a, a simple plant to keep going. Just as oh. a reminder... My daughter, when she went away to college, oh, so many years ago, picked up a pothos and took it with her to her dorm. And that was, holy moly, seven years ago, eight years ago, and she still has Fred. Well, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. her gardening abilities. I'm speaking solely of yours in a pot. But when she came she, oh, home. Oh, he kill, he'll kill stuff in the ground, too. Well, yeah, but he's <laughs> notorious for things in pots. But she yes, forgets I am. about them. However, if you remember to water them every day before you go to work, frequently the plants and containers will survive, including my four different avocados that I still haven't planted, which surprises me because those would be an easy one to croak, and I have not. There would also be an easy one to get in the ground. Well, it's been so hot. <laughs> yeah, the ones, that, the ones where I tend to fail is um, bulbs. And we are in we are in fall bulb season. We are. So, uh, I, irises, crocus, uh, paper whites, probably the most popular bulb that we sell. Mm-hmm. Um, daffodils, tulips. Uh, tulips. Those things are all those things are all in stock. But I'm notorious for. Oh, that looks really nice. I'll take some of those home and just leave they them. just they turn languish, to dust. They languish in the paper bag <laughs> yeah, until they're in, in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah dry. Yeah. What, what were these? <laughs> yeah. So, but I if did. you if you do like bulbs, now is the now is the time to do it. We have some beautiful uh, bearded iris. Uh-huh. Rhizomes in stock right now. 
that are really, really nice. If you'd like to give us a call, you can call us here at The Answer San Diego at 888-344-1170. We'd love to talk to you, answer any questions that you might have. We, uh, we are expecting the onion sets and garlic either this coming week or the following week. And we may have potato sets later in the season as well. We're expecting those in late October or late early November. November. Okay, good. But at least the Poway store, Mark, I don't know about sending We have potato seeds, TPS, true potato seeds that we you can plant as oh, those, opposed to the... As that's right. To, are, those, are those botanical, in, yes. those botanical, botanical interest? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever remember seeing yeah. potatoes. It's the first, first time. Not yeah, seed potatoes, but potato seeds. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. if I haven't seen them. We may have them, but I don't know. I think you do. I, think I would think. But, but Yeah, that's the first time I've seen those. Definitely something, uh, something new and exciting. The other thing that the other thing that came out um, during the pandemic, at least the the latter part of it, the last couple of months, is people started freaking out about monarch butterflies. Oh my goodness! I mean, like you wouldn't believe. Everybody, everybody wanted monarchs in their yard, uh, and so the sale this. We've always sold a fair amount of milkweed, which is which is the host plant for the monarch butterfly. Uh, but I've never seen anything like it. No. I, I know you guys actually had to start rationing plants because they were yeah, going we so fast. Um, but we were buying them we're a couple hundred at a time, and they wouldn't last. Uh, that stock wouldn't last a week. A week. Mm-hmm. Well, a day. Yeah, yeah. It, some, uh, some, yeah. and it, and not only not only the tropical milkweed, but also the native milkweeds were just, just flying out the door. Somebody said that that may have been due to home uh, science projects for in homeschooling. People are that so they took on the monarchs as their science project for their class projects oh, for sense. the kids, which that would make sense. a lot of sense. Yeah, that, that 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 does make sense. Yeah, we were um, told someone had mentioned there were Facebook posts. For the community with regard to to monarchs, and it took off. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, and it I took have to, off. I, I, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I have to admit, I I I've probably seen more monarch butterflies around this year than I have in a long time. They're they're all over the nursery. I have them in my yard. I have I had earlier in the year, I had two monarch chrysalises in two different places in my yard, and there was no milkweed anywhere near my yard. So I don't know how they got there. They're following you. But they you know when they when they get when they get ready to pupate, they they take off out of the milkweed and go find some place to I find some sheltered place. Patio table and they'll get Oh, into they're anything. all over the place. Yeah. Now, George was showing me, are you sure these are monarchs you're seeing and not viceroys? Oh, well done. Yes. Yes, because they look so much alike. What do you remember? What the difference was between a monarch and a viceroy? The, vi- George? the viceroy on the wings had a a kind of a vertical stripe that came down across the wing and, and broke it up. Otherwise, you can't tell the difference. I haven't gotten that close to him to really. Look. No, you'd have to look at two pictures. Otherwise, they all look like monarchs. They do. Yeah. Well, I'm just. That, that came part part way out of our Wednesday wisdom of of the week. Or a regard. lack thereof. Well, that's every day for me, but. <laughs> With regard to the different host plants for uh, butterflies or larvae, it's interesting. We back in we, a year ago, right now, I was back in Key West on vacation with uh, my wife and my son. And one of our favorite places to go in Key West is the Butterfly Conservatory. It's a if you if you're if you're ever in Key West and you're looking for something to do, the Butterfly Conservatory is a 
to me it's a, a it's a must see it's a it's a huge victorian style uh, glass and steel greenhouse beautifully landscaped with this m- meandering pathway that goes through it and they import butterfly uh, chrysalis from around the world and they let them free fly in this beautiful tropical landscape but all the plants look perfect there's they don't there's no plants that are eaten or anything like that and they put feeders out and one of the docents was telling us the reason why the plants all look good and are not just devoured by caterpillars is butterflies will only lay eggs on host plants <clears throat> they will feed on all kinds of plants but they will only lay their eggs on host plants so none of the plants in the conservatory are host plants for any of the butterflies that are in the conservatory. So, so they raise them elsewhere and bring them they in. They raise them right. elsewhere. They raise them now, now there's feeders all over the place as and, nectar and, bloom, and, right. and sources of nectar, different blooming plants that the butterflies will feed on, but none of them are the host plants. Uh-huh. And so when we say host plants, that's what we were talking about in our Wednesday Wisdom, and that's where the monarchs come in with, with um, milkweed. With the milkweed. Milkweed yep. is the only plant that they will lay their eggs on. And they will eat. And right. apparently uh, butterflies can also tell the, just by landing on the plant, they can tell if it's a host plant or not. They can taste They can taste through their feet was what the dose, and he could have just been pulling my leg. I don't know, but it, it kind of makes sense when, when you put everything together. Now, now, Ken, you and I were helping a customer a couple of weeks ago that brought in, returned a milkweed mm-hmm. because it was being eaten. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've had, she, had that too. And she wanted, she wanted, she wanted the monarchs in her yard, but she didn't want the, she didn't want the monarchs to eat the, uh, the milkweed. to eat the milkweed, which was the first time I've ever seen that happen. So we have, you, I think you helped her out and showed yeah, her a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we for talked the, about different host plants, as you were saying, for the, or, or nectar sources for butterflies to come in if you want the butterflies in your yard. But if you don't want the caterpillars, then you, you might want to avoid the host plant or yes, the larval yeah. form. I, another host plant uh, another host plant for um, Gulf fritillaries here in San Diego is passion vines. And we have one on a, on a pergola out in front of the, in front of the Poway store. I couldn't believe how many caterpillars were on that. It, 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 they wiped it out. Last year it, it was they, gone. It, yeah. They completely wiped it out. There, were, there had to have been hundreds of caterpillars on that thing. It was, it was pretty amazing to see. So you, you have to be careful. You, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you want Gulf fritillary butterflies in your yard, you're going to have some really bad-looking passiflores if, you, if, you've, if you've got them. But the, even the Gulf fritillaries, they seem to... They seem to they don't feed on all of the passion vines, it seems like. some of them, No, that's cerulea is the one that we have out front. Is that the Passiflora one? Passiflora okay. cerulea. And that's one of the reasons that passion vines have to grow so rampantly is yeah. they have to keep ahead of the caterpillars that are eating them. Yeah, And I that thought that plant was dead. And I, how many yeah, times did David, I David, every time, every Saturday, David said, why don't you rip that plant out and put another <laughs> a, one? And I kept saying, nice no, one. no, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. It's a, it's a host plant. Leave it alone. Yeah, and it's and it bounced back beautifully, and now it's starting to get eaten again. But and yeah. some of the other ones that some of the other butterflies you'll see around, like I said, the Gulf Fritillary Monarch, um, Anna Swallowtail, which typically you'll find on anise, parsley, carrots, dill, fennel, rue, uh, giant swallowtail, which you see on citrus and rue. Giant swallowtail, that's the uh, bird orange, poop caterpillar, orange yeah, dog, orange dog, yeah, right. um, buckeye butterfly, which I don't think I would recognize. 
I don't, we, I don't think I would actually, either. Yeah. You say that we had one in the was sitting on the ground the other day, and Olivia identified it to me. I was like, "What the hell is that?" We have had some of the the caterpillars. Yeah. She says you don't, you don't the see them too commonly here, is what she said. Yeah. But and then painted ladies is another mm -hmm. one that you, that you'll see around. I thought you were going to go Ohio State. Oh no no. Well, good point. Yeah, I, I did. I can't believe we talked about the Buckeyes and you didn't. Good go point. There. All right. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KPraise. If you want to give us a call, 1-888-344-1170 is the number. We'd love to talk to you. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170. The answer. I got it. I got it that time. Good job. And K-Praise, too. Um, Remember what your mother told you. Think before you speak. I, I am trying. Like you said, 5 o'clock comes very early. And I appreciate you not talking over Ricky Nelson this morning. As I mean, this time, as much. Well, I usually don't. No. So. Um. We're actually going to go to the phones. We're going to head down to uh, Bonita, where Daryl is waiting. Good morning, Daryl. How are you? Good morning. What can we hey, do? Um, well, I, I last year I planted some uh, succulents. I just did some cuttings off of some of the succulents I have growing around my yard, and I planted a, an area in the front and just made them really tight, and so it all kind of different varieties of succulents and stuff. And it really looked, looked nice for the first year, but... This summer, it seems like they're um, starting to close up, and just they aren't as vibrant as they normally are. I was just wondering, what are the what are the what are the what do you do to maintain succulents looking good? Put an umbrella over them. Just because they are succulents doesn't mean they like our warm summers or hot summers, and some of them don't do well this time of the year, and they look really bad and it's been really hot yeah so uh, extra extra water will help uh move them in or give them a little bit of filtered sunlight instead of full blasting sun um, both of those things will help and and as we continue towards fall and sun gets lower in the sky they're going to start looking better again but some of them kind of fold up to protect themselves from the sun yeah that's what they're doing actually i i, I understand that because i have some out in back in my backyard or underneath some pine trees and they look great you know, yep. uh, they get the they get the filtered sun and everything else. Yep. Uh, okay, that's that's good to know. Uh, any fertilizer I should use or anything like that on succulents? I would say I would use Grow Power. That's my that's my go to fertilizer. Uh, just a regular Grow Power. You can. I tell people there's nothing in your yard that I wouldn't put it on. I mean, it's. What weird. about citrus? 
I would use Grow Power Citrus myself, but uh, all right. But even if if I didn't have it, I would use just the regular Grow Power. Like Maybe regular a Grow sp- Power will work on everything. It, it gets nuanced after that for the other products. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff, it, and uh, cactus and succulents would love it. Okay, and then one other question. Sure. Um, my wife and I have been experimenting with uh, you know vegetables in pots, and um, they're not doing too well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, um, how often do you water? Do you water them every day or do you water them every other day? Down, um, de- it depends on the size of the pot, and it also kind of depends on the, it, it depends on the size of the pot, how big the plant is in the pot, um, what the exposure is. But I would, you know, I live in Scripps Ranch and I've got some, I've got tomatoes in 15 gallon cans and for them to really look good, I had to water. I I was watering them sometimes every day, uh, just to keep them from keep them from wilting when it was really hot. So they they will require they will require a pretty good amount of water. Good rule of thumb is never let the soil get drier than what a wrung out sponge feels like. So you may have to go down and stick your fingers in the soil and see see how moist it is. But I would say in, in contain in most regular containers i would say probably at least every other day if not every day well right now we're watering everything in the nursery and poway every day yeah and the longer something is growing in a container the more frequently you have to water it the longer something's growing in the ground the less often you have to water it it becomes more established and is drawing moisture from a larger area but in containers it's the opposite so probably every day with the weather we've been having and now that the the nights are getting cooler. You might be able to go every other day, but um, probably every day or two. Okay, super. Uh, any particular fertilizer on those? Same thing, grow power too or that? Uh, grow, power, grow power tomato and vegetable is my go-to, but regular. my dad uses just regular grow power on his tomatoes, and he gets a ridiculous amount of tomatoes every year. But the grow power vegetable has calcium in it, so that can help you with blossom end rot if you're growing tomatoes. Yeah, and pe- peppers right. or even squash. squash. Yeah. Well, you named all the things I'm growing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the grow power will, grow power will do you good. Whether it's whether you get the uh, tomato and vegetable or just the regular, uh, or you should be fine either way. Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Daryl. You are our first caller on the uh, new station. We appreciate it. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are on the station now. So I'm I'm on I'm on the road every morning at this time on Saturdays. So I may be calling you again. Great. Well, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You Bye. too. I was leading you down the grow power path of one of our coworkers once. I remember saying, "What part of anything don't you understand?" <laughs> That's what you can feed it to everything. Well, what about this? No, everything. What part of everything don't you understand? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I do. You do. It was awful. It was bad. I actually, I and it was, it was not It was not I, you? I was wow. That, <laughs> that time, really is amazing. Time. I know. If you want to give us a call, 1-888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to us on The Answer and K-Praise here in San Diego. We do have customers regularly ask for, I, I just want one fertilizer. I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't have room to store things. Or I only want one bag and it's too complicated to go. So that's where the, that one. Well, yeah. I think I, I, I go Often. back to Bandini. Well, no, I don't think very often, <laughs> no, ask anybody. But Bandini has that whole wall, and you had a fertilizer for this plant, one for this yes. one, and then one for this one. And so everybody got into the habit. What a great marketing thing. It is. Oh, mm-hmm. you need five pounds for that. And it, so people would go home with six bags of fertilizer right. when one would have been okay. I often tell them that the plants can't read. I planted the entire, we planted the entire garden 
vegetable garden this year with rose, the, the uh, E.B. Stone rose. <gasps> no. And, and had tremendous results because I had a bag of the, the organic rose food. It, plants need to be fed, and they, they, can't don't, read. Play, they don't pay <laughs> attention to the labels. Right. And so it also helps if you take it home and then take it out of the bag and mix it into the soil. Also useful. Yeah. yeah. Also, now, David, you, you often recommend the Grow Power Vegetable for Roses when you teach the, when we did teach classes, the rose classes. Yes. It, it's, it works well. It does. And, but the look on so many customers' faces when you say, oh, this is a great food for your roses. Well, no, I, I, it says vegetable food. Right. And, oh no! It's, it's it is amazing. We deal. I mean, with the doctor stuff too, because all the numbers are so close to each other. It's like I mean, if you're buying this and you, you have a rose, just use the tomato food. I mean, just use it on there. It's, well, no, it's not for tomatoes. It's not what it says. Some yeah. some people yeah. uh, just can't get past that that part of the of the label and thinking right. it. You know, I, I I that's not what I want to use it for. But it. The plants need to be fed. Right. And, Regardless. And if well, you look at roses, roses give you fruit. And so, it, and it's fruit like a tomato. No, it's a, actually like an apple. Right. Yeah. And so if you, if you go down that road with the customers, they'll, sometimes they'll have a little epiphany. They you know, like, patience, patience is my key. Right. And well, so when I, can, I go I can through this there. with customers, we have a conversation about it and they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then they walk you know, away with it. Some things, the Grow Power Citrus has more minerals and certain other things in it. Correct. So some things would benefit, but- just getting them fed and then taking the humic acid that's in grow power that helps to feed the beneficial organisms that are in your soil and make what's there available to your plants, that makes up for almost everything else that may or may not be there. Just making the stuff happen in your soil. Well, and you know, you talk about the numbers that it, 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 it kind of surprises me when people come in and they're looking for a specific yes. analysis of a fertilizer. You know, somebody comes in and I want a 14, 14, 14. Well, I don't have a 14, 14, 14. I have a triple 16. Well, no, that's too much. Is a, okay, well, I have a triple, triple four, I have a triple yeah. seven. Well, no, that's too little. I said, you put it on Double. a twice the rate and that's a 14, 14, 14. And they, they, yeah. And but the, they still look at you and they, and what, and what people don't realize, and my dad told me this years and years ago, back when Bandini was around, the, the guaranteed analysis is it's guaranteed to have that minimum in the bag. It doesn't mean that's what's in the bag. It right. just means that's the minimum of what's in the bag. And there were a couple of different, there were a couple of different labels that grow or that Bandini had that had different analysis on them, but it was the same product. Right. Dynagro Grow and Dynagro Bonsai, the two liquids that have yeah. all the minerals in them. Yeah. They're the same thing with two different labels. I did not, re I, I did not realize Bonsai that. Pro and Grow. Yeah. They're wonderful products, but they're interchangeable. It's marketing. Well, right. and, and speaking, and, th and this, is where it can get, this is where it can get really tricky. When you get out of the fertilizer side of it and you oh. get into the insecticide side of it and you look at, you look at brand names or trademark names um, – for ye for my entire career up until recently, seven was always Carbaryl, yes. always Carbaryl. Well, now it never, now it never is. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but seven is the trademark name, and they can sell whatever they want under the trademark name. So the chemical that you're buying is not necessarily what you thought it well, was. Exactly. And that ha and you have to be really careful with that. Um, a, a prime example of that is Bonite Eight. There's I. There's what five or six different products under Bonite Eight. I think there are five or six different containers under Bonite Eight uh, for various different things. 
I think there's probably four different chemicals uh, on that label. And the labels are different depending on which one that you buy. So you, as David likes to say, you have to make sure that you use it in accordance with the label directions. Read and follow all label directions carefully for it is violation of federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent yeah. with its labeling. So you just pay attention. And, and, and any time I tell people or make a recommendation of a of an insecticide or a fungicide, I, I'll tell them what they need to do. I'll give them the basic information. If I happen to know what the dilution rate is for what it is that they're doing, I will let them know. But I always tell them, make sure you read the label bef before you before you use it. Yeah. Do you know anybody that's ever used the wrong product? <laughs> you know, maybe grabbed something that they thought was an insecticide that may have been an herbicide. Because it looked similar? Because the we, bottles look the same? We can talk about that when we come back. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can figure out. Yeah. Uh, not one of my... Best moments? Not one of my best moments. You're listening to Garden Talk on The Answer here in San Diego and also on K-Praise. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. You okay there, Dave? Right. It's like a, when did headphones become so complicated? It's a Rubik's cube. <laughs> it's a Rubik's cube to you, isn't it? I wasn't good with Rubik's cubes either. Oh, man. Uh, that was pretty obvious. Oh, man. There's only, there are only two sides to this thing. Yeah, but it rotates and it uh, it does something else, too. We, we've, got a, we've got a couple of callers on the line, so we're going we're gonna to go to Pacific Beach where Bruce is waiting. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, how are you guys? We're doing good. Thank you. Well, well that's good. We uh, missed you, and I'm glad you're all safe, and welcome back to the radio. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. What's what's uh, what's what's the best way other than a shotgun to get rid of a gopher? That's pretty. That's a good one. That that is a good one. No, no, uh, no. A okay, never pellet mind. Gun. Pellet <laughs> guns work, but you have to find them. They're they're difficult. It's not like a squirrel. Okay. And, yeah. They're, and, just to remind you that many areas of the county, it is illegal to discharge a pellet gun and a shotgun to go after anything. So just keep that in mind. I, I like the gopher hawk. If you, if you don't want to use poisons, uh, the gopher hawk. Yeah, that's a new trap that that has come around uh, relatively recently, at least uh, that I've been aware of it. And I know in the we're members of the the Poway store is a member of the Ramona Valley Vintners Association, and there was a thread going through their emails. Uh, specifically asking about gophers and the gopher that was where i first heard of the gopher hawk trap and it's a it's a pretty unique system um very easy to use very easy to set um i can't it's it's hard to describe it's a snare system that you set up uh, it's like a stake it's yeah right? and you drive it into the the tunnel yeah you poke a hole in the tunnel and, it, and when you buy the starter kit and it comes with the tool to poke the hole in the tunnel and it comes with one trap 
and you put the trap you you set the trap and put or put the trap in the hole and set, and it, set it and then when when the gopher goes through the po- top of the trap actually pops up and changes color so right. you know that you've you've caught something and you don't have to walk all the way across the yard to, to see. You, you don't yeah. have to check. It but but this particular product is like, David, like the fertilizers. You could bring it home, but if you don't put it in the ground, I have two. we have two of them sitting in the garage, and, and they're not being used. And they're going <laughs> That's the everywhere. David method. That's the David method. So we actually need to, in fact, that's what I'm going to do today when I get home. I'm going to put You're going to dis- deploy? I'm going to deploy two gopher hawks. Do you have gopher hawks in San Diego at the I San Diego store? I do. It's it, like a little little steak. I don't no, I'm pretty okay. positive we don't. Pretty robust spring on the top, and it, it bounces up. And Do you know why I up. haven't tried it? No, I I'll don't. I'll give you a clue. Did you see me trying to put the headphones oh. on <laughs> as we came out of the break? It looks complicated. I'll show you how to do it today. You, you deployed to yeah. today so I've that next them in week the past. you can... I've, I've been successful. Oh, it is easy? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been very successful with it. Bruce, Excellent. the other the other trap that works really, really well and has for decades is the the maccabee traps they're a little more complicated. they're a little more complicated as far as as far as how you set them and and get them into the runs uh, but they, they they're very very effective uh, i've recommended them for years one of the tricks is make sure you tie a string onto the trap and when you after you put it down the or before you put it down the run and then put a stake next to the run and tie that string onto the stake because what will happen a lot of times is they will they will get into the trap, and then their first reaction is to try to get back down into the run. But it, so if that happens and you don't have the string on it, it's more difficult to retrieve them. So plus, uh, you'll have scavengers such as coyotes come, and you'll lose it. You sometimes lose the trap in that manner yeah. as well. So that's another good one. There's also the sonic repellents. Uh, some of them are solar powered. Some of them are battery powered. I've had people swear by them, and I've had people swear that they don't work at all. Yeah, they swore at you. <laughs> it it kind of depends on. It kind of depends on. I think it depends mostly on what the soil makeup is, and I don't know which way that works. But um, like I said, I, I've had people say that they work very well, and I've had people say that they don't work at all. My dad's a big fan of uh, one of the gopher baits, and what he does is he has a like a like an iced teaspoon, a, a long, a long stem spoon. And he will take the bait and, and spoon it down into the, into the run. And then he puts a brick or a board over it so that nothing else can get into it. And he goes out the next day and checks. And if the, if the bait's gone, he puts a little bit more down and puts the board back. And when he goes back and he looks and there's still bait there, it's pretty much taken care of at that point. So th- those are some of the options. I did hear on the radio for the first time um, just the other day, if you have a severe gopher infestation, um, Corky's Pest Control was advertising uh, gopher control for your yard. Call so, 1-800-901-1102? I guess that's it. I guess I've been listening to those. I guess those commercials are effective. They work. My <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, All right. Well, I'll, I'll come down and get one of them traps. Give that a try. Yeah, you know, we I don't I don't think we have them in San Diego right now. We do have them in Poway, but we can send we can okay. send some down, or we down, uh, yeah. later this week we can get it. We'll try to get some in, in in San Diego. Okay, well, thanks a lot, guys, and again, welcome back. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Bruce. Thanks for getting up early. All right, bye. Okay, take care. Uh, we're gonna go to Plasterville, where Joanne is waiting. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? I'm fine. I. I uh, sometimes listen to uh, Cape Rays in the early morning, and uh, I was quite surprised when you came on. 
um, I, I um, just recently uh, sold my house in Mira Mesa, and so I went. I usually went to the Poway store. I just wondered if you have any uh, uh, Anderson stores in Placerville or Folsom or somewhere around there. Unfortunately, not. No, uh, we're just uh, just just the two stores, San Diego and Poway. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Um, I really, really like roses, and uh, oh, when I find a place I want to, I had to give my roses away that were in pots. I, I had always thought I could take them with me, but it's just so expensive to get a U-Haul to carry all the roses. Anyway, um, uh, when I when I do get roses and, and stuff, I, is our pots? still possible or is it just better to put them in the ground no you can still grow them in containers and you here in, in placerville up in northern california yes it is it's, oh it's beautiful it's a, yeah, yeah i have fam- i have family in, in i have family in diamond springs i've spent a lot of time up there if you're looking for uh, a nursery yeah if you're if you're looking for a nursery up in that area um Take a look online and look for green acres. I think that I think the closest one to you would probably be in Folsom, but I have heard really, really good things about that nursery, and they have several up in that area. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. You're green welcome. Acres. Yeah, thank and it, and not a problem growing things in containers. Not a problem growing roses in containers. Not as a problem. As long as they get water. Yes. Yeah, and it does get warm okay. up there, so make sure that in the summertime they get water. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank right. you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time up in Placerville. That's really pretty up there in the in the gold country. Can we go back to gophers for just a minute? Sure. I've been trying to get my mother's citrus trees back into shape, and we've been uh, putting new mo- sprinklers in and more water on, more water, and some of them have not come back. And I've been racking my brain trying to figure out why, and I think it's because for 10 or more years we've been letting the gophers go on this area of the property and i don't think regardless of how much water we put so around these trees back. that when it gets hot there's just not enough root system there to take up to take it up adequately for some of the trees well we've seen we have seen with our own eyes gophers take out mature citrus trees to the trunk yeah uh, right up to the trunk where there's nothing left i forgot about that yeah so they they can do they can do a tremendous amount of damage when they want to you know when it was getting really hot last week i kept turning them on and turning them on and more and more water and no benefit to the trees i I was deep watering citrus two weeks ago and when i went out the water was in the road because of holes (laughs) underneath the citrus they're in gopher baskets but the, the it's just running out underneath. That's going to do it for that's going to do it for Garden Talk uh, today here on the Answer 1170. Uh, it's nice to be back on the air. Thank you, thank you callers for calling in, and hopefully we'll get some more next week when we will be back here at 6 a.m. once again for another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. 
Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.